Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Defending the Faith. Hey, I'm Pastor Kenny Ward. I'm your host here on this program, Defending the Faith. And we want to thank you for joining us on this special day. This is July the 4th, and we are so excited uh, to be able to celebrate the freedom that we have in our nation here in America. Now, we're just so thankful for that. We thank God for that freedom. And we thank God that you are listening this morning or later on today to this program uh, right here on The Promise 90.7 FM. Now, listen, our church is Gospel Lighthouse Church. Uh, we're a non-denominational church down in South Bossier City. If you haven't been to visit us, come on by. Uh, God's doing a work in our church. Uh, you know, whenever God is doing a, a movement, uh, there's a shifting and a sorting that takes place. And then God begins to bring in uh, people who are hungry and thirsty for His righteousness. And that's what we're seeing take place in our church. I love seeing, um, you know, just this amazing thing that God is doing. In our hearts and in our lives, I, I love seeing people go and get deeper in their walk with God. And it is just a, a beautiful thing. And look, if you don't have a church home, we want to invite you to come visit us uh, this week. Come visit us. We're going to be having services um, on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We have a Bible study, uh, and we'll be getting into some, uh, some, some good things upcoming. Right now, we're in a, a Bible study on Galatians. And then on this coming Sunday, if you don't have a church home, come see us. Come worship the Lord with us. Our church uh, is a welcoming church. Um, our services start at 1045 on Sunday morning. And we would love to have you come and check out what God is doing at Gospel Lighthouse Church. And you know, one thing uh, I, I do want to say before we move on, um, you know, our name is, you know, our name is, is the vision of the church, and that is that we would be a lighthouse publishing the gospel in our community. It's really a big part of the vision that God has given me uh, for our church and the direction that we're going, and we're taking the gospel into the highways and byways. Uh, you, you know, we have people in our church that serve and uh, you know, serve homeless people or, or people that are in need in downtown areas and people that uh, go to hospice places and nursing homes. We have people that go uh, to, the, to the care pregnancy center and volunteer their services. And just all throughout the community, we have different people doing different things. And we also serve on overseas missions. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. But our name, Gospel Lighthouse Church, you know, it's not just a fancy name. It, it fits the vision for what we're about. And we are about the Father's business, and that is to bring the gospel. See, a lot of times people are about building up kingdoms here on earth. But, you know, we're supposed to be about the Father's kingdom, not ours. And that's where a lot of people miss uh, and, and get outside of God's will. So, um, but anyways, this weekend, 1045, uh, this Sunday, this Lord's Day, the day that Jesus rose from the dead, uh, come worship the Lord with us. If you don't have a church home, we would love to get to know you. Um, and also, if you need to email me, I know that I haven't been putting my email address on our uh, sermons lately, but we will be doing that. But if you need to email me, you can do that at kjcword 
at gmail.com. That's kjcword, W-O-R-D, at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. If you have a, um, a suggestion for a show topic or you have questions, uh, and, and I love getting um, questions. I, I, I love that being able to help you uh, navigate through all the mess that's out there. Our program, Defending the Faith, um, it, it really is there to contend against the heresies that are invading the church today and just to build up your foundation on what is true and what is not. And I do want you to know um, in, in the upcoming episodes uh, tomorrow and the next day, that we're going to be teaching on something called Christology. And if you have an opportunity, you really need to tune in. It's a very powerful message. Uh, it talks about who Jesus is. Um, and, you know, that's what the church is built on. The church is built on the revelation uh, of who Jesus is whenever Jesus asked Peter, you know, you know, who do men say that I am? And then he asked Peter, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you know, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And on this rock, I will build my church and see, upon that rock, that's the revelation of who Jesus is. So who Jesus is means everything to a Christian. It is what the church is built on. And so uh, we're going to be taking a few episodes of our program and just really kind of digging down um, into what's called Christology. Uh, we, we went through some of this in our church services, and I want to go through some of this on the air with you because it's so vital uh, to get your foundation strong and to know who Jesus is. Um, so anyways, this morning we're celebrating July the 4th. It's Independence Day. This is the day, our birthday as a nation. And our nation is at a crossroads at this time. Uh, we, we have been um, just inundated with messages from all kinds of people telling all kinds of things about what's going on in America today. And it's really sad how you see people really lining up. And, uh, you know, and I don't think it's going to get to that point, but people are saying we're headed to another civil war. You know, there's no way that this, you know, bridge is going to, uh, you know, hold both sides of it. It's going to break. There's going to be a civil war that breaks out. And I don't think that's going to be the case. I believe that God's going to do a work in our nation, I believe that God's going to bring things to light. I believe that God is going to open eyes and bring revelation. And see, one of the things about the Word of God in Christ, he, the, the barbarian and the Scythian, they become one. The barrier is removed. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, barbarian or Scythian, male or female, but all are one in Christ. And what that means is the barrier, the natural barrier is removed. And, you know, my thing that I would say is if a barbarian and a Scythian can lay down their self-proclaimed identities and be one in Christ, I believe that Republicans and Democrats could be one in Christ as well. Or uh, you could say, you know, socialists and uh, people that love freedom or, you know, something like that. But those people uh, that believe like that, 
that, that, that were upcoming in the Civil War are losing sight on what Jesus can do when Jesus gets a hold of somebody. Jesus changes everybody's worldview. Uh, you start beginning to have a biblical outlook on life. You start beginning to look through the lens of the Word of God at issues. And see, one of the problems that we see in America today is there are people who call themselves Christians, but they look at the world outside of the Bible instead of through the Bible. Um, and when you don't have a biblical worldview, uh, you, you will begin to think in humanistic terms. Uh, I, I believe that this is probably one of the greatest uh, problems that we face in the church, and that is that we are very humanistic and we don't think Christ-centric. We don't think about God first. We think about humans first. Instead of you know thinking about what does God believe about this issue? For example, uh, one of the issues that just comes right to the mind is probably the worst issue that we have in our nation, which is abortion. Um, you know, it's not about whether a woman wants to kill her baby or not. It's does God want her to kill her baby or not? And maybe you haven't thought about it in those terms, but I would suspect if you're listening to a Christian radio show, especially if you tune into mine, um, if you tune into this show, you, you probably think in a biblical worldview, but see, that's the problem that so many people have is this humanistic thinking, which is what, what does the woman want? instead of thinking, what does God want in this situation? And so whenever you come to a, a, a situation like abortion, um, you know, we can look at things through all kinds of different lenses. But if you refuse to look at it through God's lens, if you refuse to look at it through the Word of God, and whether or not God is, is for or against this, then uh, you're, you're, you are separating yourself from the truth, the reality of the matter. You're creating your own truth and you're creating your own reality and you're making things up as you go. Um, but one of the things that the Bible says is that righteousness exalts a nation. This is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 34. Righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a, is a reproach to any people. And, and, and whenever you have a national sin, like the sin of abortion going on, it actually brings down the whole nation. Uh, but whenever that thing is removed, the whole nation begins to rise a little bit in righteous judgment. Um, and, and, and where we are in America, we're like I said earlier, we're really at a crossroads. Uh, what we have, look at what we have right now. We have an opportunity in our lifetime, we might actually see abortion overturned from a federal level. This is an, an amazing day that we live in. And, and what you see in the church world is so many people are too busy uh, just doing all kinds of things when we're right on the brink of being able to pray this thing out of our nation. We have the opportunity, uh, President Trump is about to select a Supreme Court justice 
to, to replace Justice Kennedy. And, and Justice Kennedy, if you're not familiar with the situation, was really kind of a swing vote. Um, he was, in, and he leaned more on uh, the, the left. He leaned more on the left. So he wasn't a reliable vote for either, but it was more towards the left. With him retiring and the opportunity to put on somebody who may be a reliable life voter, we potentially could see Roe v. Wade overturned within a year uh, or, or two years at the most. This is such a remarkable day and an hour that we live in. Ever since I became a believer, um, you know, it, that is something that we've been praying about is for life, that God would change this, that God would save the children, that God would, you know, set into motion and, and that we would remove abortion, that it would be ended and, and no more in our nation. And all these events have been coming to pass. And now we have, you know, a, a president who has already selected one uh, justice who is we believe is going to go for life and and an opportunity for another, and then there might be one more coming soon. Um, so this hour that we live in, you know, this is when the church really needs to get dig down and pray. I believe that you know every church in America right now. If you're not having a church prayer meeting, you need to. It, it, this is the hour that we need to band together as God's people and pray. For God to have His way in our nation. You see, we, we all were born into America. Now, some of us might have immigrated in, but most of us were born into America. You were basically handed freedom. You were handed freedom from your forefathers. You see, when, when America was founded, it was founded by people who were seeking religious freedom. The, the opportunity to worship God freely, you know, as God laid on your heart. This is why God has blessed America. It is because America has allowed people to worship God in the way that they see fit. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, you can worship God the way that you desire. And that's what makes America unique. And see, America, what I believe has been America's saving grace, is that we are the number one producers of the Word of God and the number one producers of missionaries. We have, we have been sending out Bibles and we've been sending out missionaries more than any other nation has ever done it. We've been publishing the gospel and spreading it all over God's world. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, our society has fallen. Our society has degraded. And with the degrading society, for whatever reason, the church has decided to degrade itself as well. Uh, it's such a sad thing to watch, you know, a lot of churches as they, as they go down this rabbit hole uh, uh, of of imitating the world, uh, you know, it's just so degrading to see, you know, people stand up on a platform and say they're a worship team, but they look like they just came out of a nightclub, it, 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 and 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 the way that they they live their life, they don't live that the light of Jesus Christ would be shown. They 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 live a life that you know they do what they want to do when they want to do it. It's you know the the national anthem of hell. I did it my way. 
They do what they want to do when they want to do it and then slap a cross on top of it and try to convince you that it's Christianity. When Christianity is about coming to the end of yourself, Christianity is about coming to the end of yourself and being raised a new creature, here's the key, in Christ. Being raised a new, a new creature in Christ Jesus, created a new person. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that transforming power of the gospel is available to every drunk, every drug addict, every adulterer, every person caught up in, in things that they don't want to get caught up in, every person who's ever been humiliated, degraded, that's been robbed of their dignity and innocence, their, their, their human value. God's transforming power can change that person's life as soon as they come to the end of their self and raise up their hands and 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 fall down at their feet and cry out to the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that, that, that gospel message is available to every person, to the whosoever will. I promise you, if, you're, if you are listening to this message, you have not outrun God's grace you have not gone so far that God can't save you and change you and deliver you and put you on a different path and raise you up as a new person and give you a new hope and a new future. God can do that for any person. God is long-suffering and God's desire is that you and I would be reconciled to Him through Christ. And so, you know, that's the gospel message. And that gospel message has been changing lives in, in America and in our nation uh, since the beginning of it, since its infancy. It was founded on the freedom of religion. And their desire was to worship God. And that's why God supernaturally uh, just put His hand on this nation. The, you know, the, the, the founding fathers of our nation, like George Washington and uh, Thomas Jefferson and some of them, some of them may not have been the best guys, okay? But what the word that they used was providence. God providentially put His hand on some of these men and formed this nation. And, and some of those guys were just, you know, really good Christian men. Uh, some of them were outstanding Christian men. Some of them you know, were a little bit heretical, I guess you could say. Some of them were uh, masons or, 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 or heretics in, in one way or another. But the, but the bottom line is, is that God supernaturally, providentially put His hand on them, raised them up, and formed and birthed a nation out of nothing. And this nation has been a propagator of the gospel and of the Word of God. And still to this day, despite our failures, despite our shortcomings, we still have the best nation on God's green earth because we still are preaching the gospel. I believe that the church, true to its name, is still salt and light in the world today. The true church 
is a preserving influence on America today. And, and, and we need to make sure that as the church that we don't lose our voice and we don't lose our saltness. We need to make sure as the church that we're speaking the right truth, that we're proclaiming the right gospel, and that we're living the life that God has called us to live. And that life that God has called us to live is to, to be a light to other people. God has called us to be a light. You know, nobody uh, lit a candle and, and, and put a bucket on top of it. But, you know, you put the candle out so other people can see the light. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that you are the light of the world. And so when the church realizes who we are and what we're supposed to do, then we can begin to minister to other people. But I, I strongly believe that biblically speaking, America's fate rests in the church. You might say, really? You know, it does. Because as God's people, we're supposed to be praying for our troops. Um, you know, we should be praying that, that God would protect them. We should be praying that God would give them the best weapons. We should be praying that God would give them supernatural insight and wisdom. And, and, and we should be praying for our leaders in Congress. And I know that Congress is not popular. It's not popular with me either. But we should be praying that God would turn their hearts towards righteous judgments. You know, the Bible says that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and God turns it wherever He wants to. The Bible says, whithersoever He will, God will turn the king's heart. And when you look at the leaders, especially those in Congress, we need to be praying that God would just turn their heart towards godliness, towards righteousness. Um, but that righteousness, that's, that is what exalts a nation. But, you know, as God's people... Um, I believe that our job is to continue to be the salt and to pray for the days ahead. Listen, 2 Chronicles 7.14, this is a passage that God told Solomon, this is what you need to do when the nation messes up. When the nation messes up and you run off course, this is what you need to do. So, when you read 2 Chronicles 7.14 and you look at it from a nationalistic perspective, God is speaking not to the nation, but to His people. God is speaking to His people, to His remnant, to His called out, to His brethren, to the church, to the called out assembly, to the saints. It says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people, so God is saying, if His people, are you one of His people, the churches? When are the churches going to pray? When are the churches going to band together and have prayer hour and fast for the nation and, and, and to, to band together and lock arms? Look, one of the greatest things that I love seeing right now, and, and you may not see this uh, yet, but it, it is amazing watching this break out. Across denominational lines, churches are coming together because we have so much infighting. There, there are people that are, you know, social justice warriors and, 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 and these other heretical groups invading the church, modalist, trinity deniers. 
invading Baptist churches and Methodist churches and non-denominational churches. And, and, and these churches are crossing denominational lines and banding together around the essential truths of the gospel. It's amazing to watch this take place. It's almost as if we're beginning to see the denominations begin to, to dissipate and go to the background because it's not enough anymore. What we need is to band together around God's simple truths, the essential truths, that, that God is one and that God is three persons and the eternal deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and that He was fully God and fully man, that He was born of a virgin, that He died sinlessly on the cross according to the scripture, that he died. He really died. And that three days later, he rose from the dead and that he's coming back again. These are essential truths that we cannot deny. And they cross denominational lines. And that's what we're beginning to see um, in America. It is a beautiful thing to see. This verse, Second Chronicles 7, 14, it says, If my people, so not just Baptist, not just Methodist, not just non-denominational or Presbyterian, his people across denominational lines. If my people, which are called by my name, that's Jesus, right? We're, we're Christians. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. You want to see God move in America? Let's drop the denominational barriers around non-essential things, okay? We still may disagree on non-essentials. That's fine. But on the essentials, let's come together under one name, under the name of Christ. Let's come together under one name, and let's humble ourselves and pray and let's seek God's face for our nation. Let's turn away from all of our wicked practices. Let's put away, you know, the, 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 the things that shouldn't be in the church. Let's put those things away that shouldn't be named among God's people. Let's put those things away. You know, you can't be unequally yoked. You can't have righteousness and unrighteousness. You, you can't serve God and mammon. So you, you can't be unequally yoked. Let's put those things away. Turn from the wickedness. And then God said that he will hear from heaven. His ear will be opened to our prayers when we do this. And he'll forgive our sin. That's a collective forgiving of the sin of our nation. You know, our nation has been run off course when we have abortion on demand, when we are honoring sodomy, when God hates it. God hates homosexuality, sodomy. God calls it an abomination. And yet our nation is approving it. And, and, and allowing it to continue when you have things like three-year-olds being given a, a, a sex change operation by their parent because their parent wants them to be a different gender. This is all a, an abomination to God. And then not to mention all the other things that you see throughout the Bible with fornication and adultery and idolatry and covetousness and lewdness and uncleanness. And these things ought not be named among God's people. So let's turn from those things and turn to Christ. And God's word said he will hear from heaven and he will heal our land and forgive our sins. Guys, 
Thank you so much for joining uh, me. I'm Pastor Kenny Word here on Defending the Faith. Hey, Defending the Faith. Listen, I want to wish you a happy July the 4th. Celebrate the freedom that we have in America to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God that we live in the best nation on the earth. God's given you a privilege to be able to live here and worship Him freely. Assemble together with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And look, if you don't have a church home, come see us. Gospel Lighthouse Church in South Bossier City. 4350 Panther Drive in Bossier City. And you can email me at kjcword, K-J-C-W-O-R-D, at gmail.com. And, and listen, if you don't know uh, our church website, we have a website. It is uh, churchlighthouse.com. You can visit us on there, find out other information. You can find links to um, other programs that we have. And we want to hear from you if God's doing something in your life. If you don't have a church home, get in touch with us. We want to help you out. We want to be a blessing to you because God is doing a great thing in our land today. Guys, happy July 4th. Let's celebrate the freedom that God's given us in America. And may God bless you.